Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon and I'm AWOD here on a Friday, November 17th. This is the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And on Fridays, we roll. I'm broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition, the best place around to spend your weekends with live music, football on TV, bowling for everyone, a chef-inspired menu with some great pizza and other options. My sister can't stop talking about the loaded tots here at River City Roll and some great beer. So come on by on the weekend, and I know they've got a couple really good bands this Saturday, including What's Our Age Again, which I've seen multiple times. Those guys put on a show and bring me back to the 90s with Blink-182, Sum 41, and a lot of good old school hits. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. Did you watch that game last night in the NFL as the Ravens cruised to victory? That's the lead story here on the Sports App. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, 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 are you serious? So Ravens-Bengals, I gave that a three-star game. Anytime these two teams face off against each other, it's usually down to the wire. But last night, the Ravens breeze past the Bengals. But the story of the game, I thought, was Joe Burrow's mysterious injury. He was not listed on the injury report, but videos and pictures have surfaced of him wearing a cast on his arm earlier this week, and then... Video from the sideline mid-game showed that Joe Burrow could barely hold the football and had to be replaced as the AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens are now 8-3 and three and they completed a head-to-head sweep of the Bengals. Now have a two-and-a-half game lead over Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. But big story of the game, like I mentioned, was the multiple significant health concerns. Right, So Burrow left in the second quarter after throwing a touchdown pass and wasn't able to return. And like like I said, they showed him on the sidelines, and he couldn't even really hold a football. Baltimore tight end Mark Andrews was tackled, and it looked like, oh, it's just a regular tackle. Well, he couldn't move after that tackle. He hurt his ankle and is expected to miss the remainder of the season. That's Lamar Jackson's number one target usually. Lamar said after the game, it's very tough because that's my boy. Like, that's the receiver won sometimes and it has been like that for the last few years when you watch the Ravens but Lamar was definitely at his best once again he has fully returned to his MVP form with 264 yards passing two touchdown throws and also scrambling for 54 yards Um, so it was a great game by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens as they cruised a victory easily 34 to 20 thanks to 157 yards on the ground, including this rushing touchdown from running back Gus Edwards. Lamar from the shotgun. Quick toss. Edwards sweeping to the left side. Puts his shoulder down. He's in. Touchdown. Bus. And the Ravens strike first with 10-0 to play in the opening quarter. So the Ravens took a 21-10 halftime lead, thanks to Nelson Aguilar with this touchdown grab. Here's the call on WBAL. Gus Edwards in the backfield. Lamar to throw. Fires down the middle. It's deflected and caught on the deflection. Nelson Aguilar, 20, 15, 10, 5. He flips in for six. Aguilar on the deflection. Ravens in the end zone. 
But Lamar's favorite target on the night was Odell Beckham Jr., the superstar wide receiver, had his first 100-yard receiving uh, day of the season, and that includes this 51-yard catch and run. He finished the game with 116 receiving yards. Here's the call of Odell Beckham Jr. 27 to 13. Jackson to throw on second down. Has time going deep. He's looking for OBJ. He's got him at the 30. Over the shoulder grab. He weaves his way to the 25. He bursts to the 20. And OBJ all the way down to the 15-yard line. A 51-yard gain as OBJ got deep on the secondary. And Lamar Jackson had a perfect touch pass to put it in his hands. To the so Ravens stay atop run. of the AFC North, the best division in football this season. And... Speaking of that division, you've got another three-star game between the Steelers and the Browns. Well, the Browns, we heard earlier this week, no Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. The Browns are desperate for a quarterback, so desperate that they're bringing in Joe Flacco to compete for the backup job. But Robert Griffin III played for the Cleveland Browns after he left Washington and then after a short stint with the Baltimore Ravens where he backed up Lamar Jackson and Let's take a listen to RG3. Who does RG me want to play quarterback for the Browns? The Browns should sign me as their starting quarterback, and here's why. <laughs> One, at 33 years old, I understand the game better than I ever have in my entire career. I know how to slide, and I know when to slide, and that was a huge issue in my eight years in the NFL. But I've learned. I've learned from my mistakes, and I'm ready to showcase that I can get it done. But here's the thing. Deshaun Watson went 14 for 14 in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens, and he used his legs to go out and scramble and extend plays. Of those 14 passes, there weren't really any of them that you would say were $230 million worthy passes. All they needed him to do was manage the game because of them dogs they got over there on defense, starting with Miles Garrett. Well, guess what? I didn't do that. I can go out there and manage a game for the Cleveland Browns and help them go on the Super Bowl run that they want to go on. But here's the second thing. I still run a 4-3-40, people, and I can All throw right, the he, football You can cut this yards. off, Stubb. He's starting to really piss me off here. RG me. I mean, are you kidding me? He continues to make history. He has to be the first NFL analyst to ever suggest himself as the replacement quarterback. Like, are you kidding me, Stubb? He went on for almost two minutes in that clip, coming up with all these reasons for why he should be the quarterback. Well, you know what? There's 32 teams in the NFL, and not one of them has brought in RG3 in the last three seasons. So why would Cleveland give him a call? Over to College Hoops here on the Sports app. And it was a great night for the Atlantic 10. The A-10 was a one-bid league last year with VCU winning the A-10 by three games in the regular season, going to Brooklyn, winning three games in four nights, and being your A-10 tournament champions. Well, the Rams face off against Seattle Saturday here from the Siegel Center. Robbie Robinson will join us live from River City Roll today to preview the game at 1.30. But the A-10 picked up three quality victories last night. Dayton hit a three-point shot in the closing seconds to defeat LSU in the Shriners Children's Hospital Charleston Classic. That was 70-67. to Over in the Myrtle Beach Invitational, St. Louis with a 10-point win over Wyoming, 79-69. to And then the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure won their game at the Vivid Seats Legends Classic, 66-64. to Continuing here in College Hoops here on the Sports app, UVA 
had a game last night, and the story of the game, in my mind, was Ryan Dunn. We spoke with Ryan Dunn at ACC Media Day, and I, I thought it was really telling how he said he was crushed for more than two weeks last year after the loss to Furman in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Well, we're starting to see Ryan Dunn fully develop. 15 points, three steals, four blocks, doing it all on the offensive and defensive end as Virginia moves to 4-0 on the season, defeating Texas Southern 62-33, and Ryan Dunn made SportsCenter. Here's the call on ESPN. And no turnovers for Virginia to this point as Virginia comes up with another steal. Oh, mm. To read the room, you got to understand Ryan Dunn coming to you like like that. You got to get out of the way, <laughs> young fella. Don't try to take that charge. That's only going to get you on sports in the top ten. I mean, it was just an unbelievable dunk, coast to coast, basically jumps over the defender. Uh, so UVA's next game, a tough one on Monday against Wisconsin. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Over to the NBA here on the Sports App. This just in from Bleacher Report. The Los Angeles Clippers have been struggling this season, and I think the reason they've been struggling is because they tried to make it work with James Harden. Nobody wants James Harden, and now the Clippers have lost a total of six games in a row, including a loss earlier this week to the Denver Nuggets. Well, they've got a game tonight against the Houston Rockets, but Russell Westbrook will not be in the starting lineup. Why is that? Bleacher Report reports that Clippers star Russell Westbrook approached the coaching staff and Tyron Lue about coming off the bench tonight to help accelerate the winning process. Terrence Mann will start tonight in his place against the Houston Rockets. And I have said this before, I want to formally ask the Clippers to remove Tyron Lue from his duties. He needs to be fired for misuse of VCU Ram Bones Highland, who started the season as their starting guard and was incredible. He had one game with where he played you know, 20 minutes, almost had a double-double, wasn't turning the ball over, was helping them on the fast break. You know, you had Kai, um, Kawhi Leonard, who's a star in the league and a, a two-time NBA champion, MVP, telling reporters how much he loves playing along Bones Highland. The Tyron Lewis decides, oh, yeah, we don't need Bones in the rotation because we've got James Harden. Are you kidding me? Another game last night in the NBA as the Thunder faced off against the Golden State Warriors, and if you haven't been paying attention, the Oklahoma City Thunder have a fun and young team. You got Chet Holmgren, who's basically a rookie this year after he was injured all of last year. He's the seven-footer who's balling, 13 points, 10 rebounds. SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexandra, needs to be a household name now. Shy Gilgis Alexander is a star. SGA, 24 points, 7 assists, and 3 steals as the Thunder defeat the Warriors 128-1. to Oh nine. Here's the call of an Isaiah Joe three-pointer on WWLS. Dub sets up Joe. Pump taking free Wiggins. Side steps left. Fires another three-pointer. He gets a sixth in a row tonight. Cha-ching a Thunder money ball. He's one away from his career high. He's put on a shooting show in front of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in their building. But the biggest story yesterday on social media was a clip of Carissa Thompson explaining the sideline reporter for the NFL now host for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime and the NFL on Sunday, admitting to 
lying on her sideline reporting. It went completely viral. She actually released a statement this morning on Instagram. I'll give you my take on that story coming up next. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We've got a lot going on on the show today. Of course, it is a football Friday, which means I need to give out my certified game of the week. And Stubb, I spoiled it yesterday, though. I am picking this game to be the certified game of the season. I I really believe that the game that I choose today at 2 p.m. will be talked about for the rest of the year. Um, Jim Hobgood from Who's Talking. Hobbo will hop around college sports with me at 12.30. At 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander, you can chime in, 833-804-0910. We'll go through the keys to victory for the Commanders against the New York Giants. And most of the D.C. sports media believes this will be an easy victory for the Commanders. I'm just worried because of the way the Giants played us last time. Wink Martindale had such an impressive coaching day as the defensive coordinator. Sam Howell could do nothing, and it took just... Eight points for the Giants to beat the Commanders. Final score was 14-7, but Washington failed to do anything for 90% of the game. VCU against Seattle from the Seagull Center tomorrow. You can hear that right here on 910 The Fan with Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. And Robbie's going to join me at River City Roll today at 1.30. And uh, Stubb, I should mention, every single Friday on this show, we're broadcasting live from River City Roll. And throughout the show, during commercial breaks, I roll. And I'm going to bring the audience a little bit inside of the behind the scenes of the radio show here uh, with my bowling at River City Roll. And just like last week, I started roll number one with a gutter ball, but bounced back in the first frame, knocking down nine pins. And really, it was beautiful. And I know you even heard it from the it production sounded, room there, Stubb. It sounded nice. Nothing sound- Nothing sounds better than some pins getting knocked down. I know, and it sounded like it should have been a strike. I'm going to walk down to the end of the lane and make sure there's not glue at the, at the end of that <laughs> one pin because it was it was the perfect roll, you know, because I spin it, or, or should I say I hook it, that's what they told me to say, from the left side to the right side. I hooked it so far left it was nearly a gutter ball, and then it hooked right into the middle. I mean, it should have been a strike. I, re- I really think that I'm getting screwed here, but you know what? I, ro- I rolled uh, under 70 last time, so maybe I shouldn't be talking smack. So you're uh, on we pace. Did wanna- yeah, I'm on pace. But we did want to get into the biggest story in the sports world yesterday, and that was Carissa Thompson going on a Barstool Sports podcast, and she had this to say. Let's roll the clip. I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it- just make up the report. She'll just make up the report. She'll just make it up out of thin air. Oh, yep. Welcome back. Here's the halftime reporter. Let's send it down to Carissa Thompson. Yeah, I talked to this coach and made this up. I talked to this quarterback and made this up. And this running back told me this, and I'm just going to lie to your face. That's what it felt like. We got to talk about it. It's the biggest story of the day yesterday. And I don't want to make it too personal because I actually, I do actually really enjoy Carissa Thompson. Compared to some other hosts and reporters, there have been times where I've watched her sideline reports, and I was like, oh, wow, that was really insightful. But I will say this. 
She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And I think that's what was so triggering to some guys. Guys were destroying her on social media yesterday. And it felt like to me they were thinking, oh, it's just the hot girl getting a job and lying on the job. You know, and, and that was what I think was so upsetting to some people. Um, but what, what pissed me off was, I'll say from my experience, all right, the whole statement about Carissa saying she's making things up is so upsetting because when I get a story, and I've had this before, I get a tiny little bit of information about VCU basketball or the Commanders, the Skins, or the Wizards, I'm trying to get multiple sources to confirm this report, right? I will fact check and fact check and fact check with the SID or the PR person or even with the coach or the player themselves. I will never make up a report. And so from my perspective, it is really annoying to hear someone who's making a huge contract on a major network admitting to lying and admitting to making things up for her sideline report. And a lot of people were frustrated yesterday. There have been a ton of reporters for major outlets that chimed in and were crushing Carisha. And I get it. I get it because it kind of feels like, from the outside looking in, she cheated her way to the top. If you don't have anything to report, then just don't say it. Just don't say it. And so I'll say this from the bottom of my heart, honestly, as a VCU basketball pregame and halftime host, similar to sideline reporting. I hear things. I do. I get inside information, and I'll try to report them to you pregame and halftime. But I swear to you, I will never lie. I will never make things up or report things that are attributed to coaches that I never spoke to. That's the swear, Ram Nation, that I swear to you. Because it is crucial for this job that you report the facts. And I will never make things up about VCU basketball, about the Skins, about the Wizards, about UVA, just to go viral, just to have something to say. If you don't have anything to say, you know what? That's why we do Netflix, Stub, so we can mix it up and we can talk non-sports. I mean, are you kidding me, Carissa? It's so frustrating. What was your take on it, Stub? I, I'm not as, have anything? as angered as you. Uh, you know, I think about it, and from my perspective, it seems like She's there on the sideline report. There's a show that they have to do. There's a schedule they have to follow. And they go, all right, Carissa, what's the halftime report? And if the coach didn't go out to talk to her, she can't just say, oh, nothing. And then they go back. Like, there's a schedule I'm assuming the show has to follow. And you just got to say something. And, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if other sideline reporters had to do that once or twice. I, I get what you're saying because they have to do it every single game. But if you can't grab the coach, and I've seen several good sideline reporters do this in the past, you grab the assistant coach. You grab a trainer. You grab a fan on the sidelines and ask him his opinion. Or you know what? You just report the facts. Yeah, it's 13-7. to 7. Uh, Baltimore is getting destroyed on third downs, and that's what they need to improve in. Not what she said, you know, which and, and people have been kind of pulling up some of her old reports, and we don't know if these were ones that she was lying or not, but a lot of her reports she says, yeah, Baltimore was down. I spoke with the coach at halftime, and he said this, this, and this. All right? And, and so – that's what's so frustrating about this is now we don't know if she's ever been speaking with the coach and reporting the facts. And look, I'm not the only one that's upset with Carissa. It was all over social media yesterday with tons of sideline reporters chiming in, including uh, one person that I follow, and I, I won't attribute uh, their quote to her, but they what they said was, this is so frustrating because I've worked my ass off in this industry to try to make it to the top and failed and never got as big as Carissa to be able to report on the NFL, the biggest pro sports league in America. And it feels like that she just lied her way to the top. Like, can you understand that stuff? Like, it feels from the outside, it really feels like, well, 
why do you deserve to be reporting when you're making things up and you're laughing about it? That was another part about the quote from her, where she was just laughing at the beginning. Well, I haven't gotten fired yet for saying this. That's like me coming out and saying, well, I haven't gotten fired for saying this, so I'm going to say F this, F that. Right? Yeah. Why no, would you I, do that? I see what you're saying. And I, I hadn't even considered, you know, just pulling an assistant coach or a trainer because, yeah, that's what you should have done. Yeah. Like, that. that, so, that is such an easy fix. It, so, Carissa did release a statement on her Instagram this morning. She said, in the absence of a coach providing any information that could further my report, I would use information that I learned and saw during the first half to create my report. For example, if a team was 0 for 7 on third down, that would clearly be an area they need to improve in the second half. In these instances, I never attributed anything I said to a player or a coach. She may say that in her statement, but that's not what she said yesterday in the clip that went viral. Even if the clip was from earlier this week, everyone saw it yesterday. That's not what she said. She went on to say, I have nothing but respect for sideline reporters and for the tireless work they put in behind the scenes and on the field. I am only appreciated and humbled to work alongside some of the best in the business and call some of the best my friends. Well, I kind of think after this instance, there's not going to be a lot of sideline reporters that want to be friends with Carissa Thompson. I mean, like I said, I do enjoy her reports, but that was it, it pissed me off yesterday when I saw it. That sounds I was like, like damage are you kidding control. me? It sounds like, it, it, like she's backstepping really for, yeah. 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 I mean, what else are you going to say, right? It's just, it's frustrating because she works, she works in media too much to know that, you know, you can't just say anything. And this isn't the first time that she slipped up and gone viral for something. I'll let you guys dig into that by doing a little Google search on Carissa Thompson. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Fridays at 1230, we hop around college hoops with the former Virginia basketball player himself, Jim Hobgood of Who's Talking. He joins me next on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can be the quarterback of this segment here on a football Friday. You can always tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio, and I just put out the poll on my Twitter account. Did Carissa Thompson's comments tilt you as a sports fan? I've already had 100 votes and 62% of them are in favor of no. It did not tilt me as a sports fan, but two people did comment. Ethan says it makes me angry as a reporter, and Alex tweets me it makes me angry as a podcaster. That's a good point. Even like amateur podcasters know you don't make things up. You just don't do that. Stubb, I should have had you rolling during the break, though, as I'm a little bit out of breath as I knocked 10 pins down, a strike in frame number two. And then you know what? Third frame, nine pins. Should have been back-to-back strikes. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a perfect roll. But I knocked down the final pin. And we're dealing with a strike and a spare. 29 pins down already through two frames. How about that? You're already like, what, halfway to your score last week? Yeah. I'm telling you, it was because I lifted last week and my arms were a little sore. But I'm feeling good today. And I hooked that sucker down the middle for a strike. It felt so good. And uh, there are a couple people in the building that gave me a, a big yes, uh, and that felt good when I hit my first strike ever here at River City Roll during my live broadcast. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, you can hear him Mondays on 910 The Fan Who's Talking. It's Jim Hobgood. What's going on, Hobbo? 
Hey, Adam, how are you? Now, was that a, a beautiful clean strike where the pins just kind of lifted up and jumped off the lane, where it was one of those sloppy strikes where, you know, pins kind of fall down and bump into each other and all that kind of stuff? I mean, it was like a fresh haircut. It was perfectly clean. I mean, oh, they well, all I'm went glad down. to hear that. You're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're uh, only a few weeks away from being, uh, being on the PBA tour, I think. You know, uh, <laughs> well, I've got to break 100 today. That'll make, make me feel a lot better. Uh, but, Habo, let's get into UVA. Big victory last night. Uh, nearly won by 30 points, thir- 29, 62 to 33. And I, I said on the show at the top of the hour that Ryan Dunn was the star for the who. Well, you know, I, I've, I've said I, I think Virginia has three NBA players, maybe more, but uh, certainly Beekman, Ryan Dunn, and I think in due course Leon Bond. He also is kind of a freakish athlete. Uh, Ryan Dunn and Leon Bond uh, do things that you and I cannot do. Uh, so that's, uh, but at any rate, yeah, I mean, and the thing that I was uh, actually up in the Washington area, my wife had a conference. We just got back into town a few minutes ago, but so I didn't even get the ACC network up there at the National Harbor Gaylord Hotel, which is a very nice <laughs> facility, by the way, but the TV is a little lacking. But uh, just following the score and reading sort of the, the postscripts, and I did see Coach Bennett's postgame press conference. And this is one reason we love Tony in Charlottesville. Uh, Virginia gave up 33 points, and he was really disappointed with the defensive effort. You know, they were out of position, <laughs> gave up too many offensive rebounds, you know. So there's, there's a guy chasing perfection. But as, as he well knows, starting uh, on Monday when they play Wisconsin, the level of competition really steps up. Uh, and, you know, you want to pay due respect to the teams you're playing, but certainly uh, North Carolina A&T and Texas Southern are not Wisconsin or West Virginia, who they are likely to play next week. Uh, so, so yeah, that's probably one reason he's a little concerned about the defense, and uh, I think most Virginia people are a little concerned about Isaac McNeely's uh, left foot ankle because uh, you could tell he was not in the lineup last night. I see they were five for 16 from three, yeah. which is not a real good number. So I, I think they, they, they really miss him on both ends of the floor at this thing. The, uh, the games I've seen so far, I have really been impressed with his progress defensively. He's not only a shooter now, he, he plays both ends of the floor. So if you're a Wahoo fan, uh, you're anxious to get him back on the floor as soon as possible. Yeah, do you have any more information about that injury? When did he suffer it? Well, he suffered it on Tuesday night. He he basically, uh, when he was coming down from shooting a shot or something, he, he landed on somebody else's foot. I've I've had that done. I've done that myself several times. And I think it's not a broken ankle. It may not even be a sprained ankle. It's probably a tendon in the foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with, with treatment, you know, I'm sure last night they were holding him out as a precaution because they probably felt they didn't need him to win the game. Uh, we'll find out a lot more on Monday, uh, if he plays Monday night, because uh, I'm sure they would like him to be on the floor if at all possible. But the, uh, the trainer, Ethan Saliba, he's been there a long time. You know, he's as good as it gets. So I'm yep. sure they're doing treatment and trying trying to get him ready. On the other hand, uh, it's a long season, and you don't want to do anything that's going to cause uh, more severe damage. So they're certainly not going to put him back out there until he's ready to roll. 
And it was a big victory, though, for the Cavs. And they're, like you said, it gets tough on Monday against Wisconsin. I loved Ryan Dunn's line, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, four blocks. I mean, really doing it all. Uh, but when Habo's on the air, we go around all of the college football, pro- college basketball programs in the state of Virginia. And the Hokies of Virginia Tech are 2-1 and one on the season. They got a win against Campbell. And on Sunday from the, uh, the Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, they host Wafford. That is yeah, Mike Young's former game, team. Uh, given that's that's Mike Young's old team, so I'm sure uh, <laughs> uh, you know the Terriers are probably trying to come back to uh, bite the guy that uh, once coached them, uh, so to speak. But <laughs> no, I think I think the Hokies will be a little too much for the uh, Terriers at the Castle. Uh, obviously, Virginia Tech uh, a disappointing loss against South Carolina. That's a game they certainly could have won but didn't. Yeah. But it's it's early in the season. You know, everybody at this stage with the amount of roster turnover that everybody has, you know, November and December are sort of trying to get your rotations and get your chemistry adjusted and all that kind of stuff. The Hokies still, uh, you know, if you got Couture and Padula, that's a, that's a great start. So uh, I'm sure they're going to have another really, really good year and are capable of getting back to the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, it's and, you know, Richmond, uh, Richmond, Richmond had a tough loss up at VC, but you know they uh, the Eagles can be difficult at the so-called Conte or Conte uh, Arena or Coliseum or whatever the uh, name of the place is. It's not the most beautiful venue in the world, but uh, it's a home floor. So the uh, Eagles got the win there, and and your VCU Rams have righted the ship under Coach Odom, which I knew they would. They've gotten a couple of wins and. You know, I, I, I still expect VCU to have a, a really good year. Habo, sticking with the Hokies for a second, though, in the backcourt it's Sean Padula and Hunter Couture. MJ Collins uh, came on last year, had a, a few good games. Uh, they want him to be more consistent this year. But I've been really impressed with the center, Lynn Kidd. He had 24 points, 15 rebounds in their last game. Yeah, yeah, he he had a really good game. He's a uh, a really really terrific athlete, you know, and his skills as he, you know, the difference between last year and this year, he's got a little more experience. Uh like a lot of good players, you get better from year to year. Now, again, uh 24 points against Campbell is not the same as 24 points against Duke, but still, you know, 24 is a good night for just about anybody. Yeah. So, and as you say, he, he was he was cleaning the glass too. So he played well, and you know that was one of the question marks. Was really a question mark for both Virginia and Virginia Tech the uh, inside game because Virginia and Virginia Tech both have good backcourts, but you got to have both to really play and, and compete at the uh, highest levels. You mentioned VCU. They got the win against Radford, 73-50. to Game tomorrow against Seattle. But the leading scorer for the Rams was off the bench, Jason Nelson. I mean, how interesting is that, Habo? He plays last year at Richmond for the Spiders, was the starting guard at times, then was benched, and now he comes over to VCU, and he's the leading scorer off the bench in Game 3. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, Early in the season, you're trying to figure things out. Uh, that's, that's one of the... Uh new realities of college athletics and college basketball that you can sometimes play one year for, you know, it's the old play one year for Duke and the next year for Carolina. And it was interesting, you know, when Carolina lost to Arizona, obviously Caleb Love 
who played at Carolina, has come back, uh, he's playing for Arizona and gets a win in Cameron Indoor Stadium. I don't know if he ever did that when he was playing for Carolina or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting when VCU plays Richmond later in the year to have Nelson wearing the other uniform, but yeah, the uh, the loyalty and the commitment to uh, the uh, original place you go is not what it what it used to be, and it's a little. There used to be an unwritten rule that you didn't transfer within the same league or conference, but that's gone by the boards too. But yeah, congratulations to him. He he played well. He he clearly is really quick, good athlete. Uh, so you know, happy for him that he had a really good game. Habo, always appreciate you taking the time, and you've got Who's Talking coming up on Monday. What should we expect? Well, we'll talk a little football, a little basketball, as always. Uh, the Who's have uh, Duke over the weekend, and then next week uh, a home game against Virginia Tech, which maybe not the uh, <laughs> dynamic game uh, it could be, but still it's it's always a rivalry game, although it's hard to be a rivalry game when Virginia Tech wins all the time. But, you know, <laughs> one, of the, one, of, one of these years it's going to turn around, and obviously we'll be talking about the, uh, the Wisconsin game, which will – Come on. And by the way, we are on at 5 o'clock on Monday just to accommodate the Virginia tip, which uh, the Virginia basketball game, which starts at 6. So we'll we'll be talking. We're in the transition period. So you got both football and basketball at this, uh, this time of year. So as you well know, it's a very busy time of year. Yep, it's my favorite time of the year. Habo, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, Adam. Thank you. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. River City Roll is not just a bowling alley. It's the place to be and to spend your weekends with live music, football on TV, a chef-inspired menu, incredible pizza, and some great beer. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. But programming note, the game will be on WRVA 1140 AM this Sunday as the Hokies basketball play on 910 The Fan on Sunday. So you can still get it on the free Odyssey app downloaded today for free, but instead of searching 910 The Fan, just search WRVA 1140 AM. AM to hear the Commanders, and on Fridays we roll. I'm broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's Edition, and uh, looking a lot better today. Couldn't break 100 last Friday, but we are already at 46 through free, three frames, and I just had a seven and a spare knocking down the other three pins on my last roll. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline as we do this segment every Friday, it's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. And this week, we're with Valdez. Hey, Juan, what's, what's up? up? How are you? I'm doing great, man. How is your knee and quad doing? Because that injury sounded <laughs> terrible. Um, it's gotten a lot better. Um, I, uh, I have some anti-inflammatory pain medicine because I have a uh, partially torn quad tendon from i uh, i think it i think it's from crossfit it could be from golf it's most likely from being old um <laughs> that's that's kind of my diagnosis but it, it's getting better every day i had my first pt session yesterday um and uh oh my oh my god they kicked the crap out of me during that my knee was on fire and i was able to to put it up and, and put ice on it all night while i watched the uh the ravens crush the Bengals. <laughs> 
Well, that sucks, man, but your story was incredible, and you've been an unsung hero of the junkies over the last two weeks. Losing your keys, I had like 100 people reach out to me about that. Now this injury. Should we start calling you VWOD? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what's going on. I guess I, I'm, I'm having some bad luck lately. It is weird, though. I think everyone, everyone has like a lost keys story, so yeah. I think people it, it, it kind of hit home with people. That at some point you had a, a a stupid moment in their life where you lose your keys and you can't find them and you're running all over the place and you gotta and you gotta order order new ones. So I, I think it kind of hit home with people. That at least that's what I tell myself, Adam. Well, I, I told Drab I think it's because it was like a TikTok where you didn't close the loop, right? Because people were wondering over the weekend, hey, did this donk ever find his keys? And uh, on Monday, you guys had to talk commanders, so we didn't even get to the bottom of the story on Monday. But let's get to the segment, and let's roll the tape. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. AWOD will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend! Weekend! Don't weekend. sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio. All right, Valdez, I'm the one that's cold this week in the NFL as uh, my lock of the week last week to Drab was the Falcons over yep. the Cardinals and, you know, uh, Kyler Murray played great, and they got that field goal at the end of the game. So let me go first. My lock of the week in the NFL is the Detroit Lions at 7-2 and two at home hosting the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. I think they win the game money line, and I've got them covering the spread of 7.5. Yeah, that's a great game. Detroit looks, besides that, besides that Ravens debacle, Detroit's offense is for real. Um, they're scary to play, especially at home in that dome. For whatever reason, they just have an extra notch when they're at home. They're, they seem extra fast. Gibbs seem extra fast. St. Brown seems, they, seems extra fast. And I think Jared Goff loves the comfy uh, confines of a dome. Um, he's kind of like a house cat. Doesn't like being outside, but when he's but when he's uh, inside uh, around the house, that's that's what he like where he likes to be. What is your lock of the week? My lock of the week. You're not going to like this, Adam. But I'm going to take the New York Giants plus nine points against the Washington Commanders. <laughs> I know that it's, it's kind of a hold-your-nose game, but whatever reason, the Washington Commanders, whenever they're in a position to try and blow out these teams that on paper look inferior, they just they can't do it. They let them hang around. I actually predicted on our show that the Giants would win in Washington. The Giants always seem to have the number of the commanders, too. No matter how poor they're playing or how great they're playing, it's always a, a close game. So I'm going to take the nine points for the New York Giants coming into the commanders, uh, coming into FedEx when it should be a blowout, and it's going to be one of those ugly kind of 1916 games. And on a side note, if you can find this prop on any of your sports books, whether it's FanDuel, Crab Sports, DraftKings, Danny, uh, or not Danny, DeVi- uh, I was going to say Danny DeVito, uh, <laughs> the DeVito to not throw an interception is plus 154. I think the game plan is to keep it safe with DeVito, uh, run a lot with Barkley, even though he may be hurt, um, just try and limit, limit his exposure. So it's not necessarily I think DeVito's this great quarterback that won't turn the ball over. I think it's more so the uh, Dabble's game plan to kind of limit his throws. And so that's why I like under a half an interception for a plus 154 along with 
the Giants plus nine. It totally makes sense, but it does go against my theory that the only way the Commanders win the next two games, this one and the game on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, is if they have a double-digit lead at halftime and could sit Sam Howell for the fourth quarter because they're up by 17 or 20 points. Uh, But with your prediction, they'll have to play Sam Howell and hopefully squeak out a win towards the end of the game. Let's go over to the college ranks, and you got to love this time of the year, Valdez, because you can give out a college football pick or a college hoops pick. Actually, i got both for you, and both involve the Terps. Uh, tonight, okay. actually, the Terps are up at Villanova uh, uh, to play. And the, the Terps hoops have been very disappointing early on in the season. Uh, they lost at home to a, to a bad Davidson team. They haven't been able to shoot well. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed off at Kevin Willard. Because this Terps team last year, they won a game in the NCAA tournament under Willard's first year. It's a great accomplishment. They returned their big three, Dante Scott, Julian Reese, uh, Jameer Young, who was a, a consensus first-team All-Big Ten a preseason player. And Kevin Willard comes out uh, telling the press and telling the media, telling the fans, that, hey, this team uh, is going to need some growing pains early on in the season which I don't understand. You are just a tournament team. You're returning, you're returning uh, three of your top scorers. You have DHS coming in from Paul VI, who looks like a good freshman, and you're telling us that the team stinks? Why does it stink? It's basically the same team as last year. So they're going up to Villanova tonight. Villanova's laying six and a half at home to it to, uh, looks like a, a dead Terps team that can't shoot. I'm going to lay the six and a half with Villanova tonight. And speaking of Maryland, they have a big football game. They are going to be hosting Michigan. Um, this is a classic. Look, I know Maryland football has been mediocre. They're going to be bowling this year, but, but probably in one of those lower tier bowls, but this is a classic spot where Michigan just got done their, uh, their happy Valley road trip. They have a sandwich game noon kickoff against a sleepy a sleepy Terps team. Then you have to go to Ohio State, which is basically your Super Bowl. So this is a Steph, a classic sandwich letdown spot. I'm going to take the Terps at home plus 19 points, kind of like a, a kind of like a 14 point victory from Michigan, which gives me the cover uh, with the Terps. And think about it. And Penn State, all they did was run, 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 run with Blake Horm. You can kind of see yeah. that uh, maybe happening in the second half here. It keeps it a little bit closer than you would think. So I'm going to take. The Terps at home in football on Saturday, plus 19. And then I'm going to fade them at Villanova in hoops tonight. I like the football pick. I do think it'll be a lower-scoring game with the amount of times that Michigan likes to run. Louisville is win, and they're in the ACC championship. But they're playing against Miami. And I just look at this when I see this is the U against Louisville. And although Louisville's number 10 in the country and 9-1, and one, I've got Miami winning this game at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I'm going with the U in the upset over Louisville. Let's get to the sports tilt of the week, Valdez. And look, for me, that's the Carissa Thompson um, story uh. that came out yesterday. It, just, it drives me crazy because my, my producer said, and he made a great point, he thinks that all sideline reporters are lying now because a lot of times the coach doesn't want to talk to them. So are, are we just supposed to assume that they all make it up? That's a great point that you make. And, and you know, that is definitely my tilt of the week. As someone with a journalism degree uh, from the University of Maryland, the, the, num- the number one thing they teach you is to not lie. And what does she do? She, she's lying on the sideline. Um, and, and also – I feel bad for the other reporters because now they have to defend their job. 
And it's yeah. also it's a very scrutinized job as it is. You know, how many times how many times do you turn to your dad or your buddies when you're watching the game and you know, Lisa Salter says something and you're and you just go, All right, that's Captain Obvious over there and now now they have to come out of the woodwork, all the Tracy Wolfsons have to justify the work that they do because you had one bad apple uh, telling everyone that they just make crap up. Uh, that are that's that's happening in the locker room or between halves. It's just it's sad. It's sad to see. It's, you know, it's not. It's, and to be honest with you, we're. Tr- I'm not political, but we're in a society where we don't trust the news as it is. And now right. you're just throwing. And now you're just throwing gasoline on the flame uh, when it comes to stuff like that. So it's just it's a it's a stupid move. I don't know why she admitted that. And to be honest with you, it's a bad look for her. Yeah, I know. Barstool, they just make two people too comfortable. You know, she just laughed about, oh, I've never gotten fired for saying this, so why don't I drop 100 F-bombs? It's just unbelievable. And, look, I should know more than anyone, Valdez, if you're going to lie, lie about the amount of women you've slept with. You don't lie about yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah, you are you are the king of liars. So, <laughs> you, you know what, maybe Carissa is like your dream girl. <laughs> I mean, she was my dream girl ma- already before match- this. <laughs> you guys are a match made in heaven. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, this was Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up late and see your late-night picks go up in flames? Easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWOD Radio to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Valdez, any final thoughts you wanted to share? Yeah. Uh, you know what? After watching last night and seeing that social media reaction uh, from the Ravens game, I didn't realize the hit drop tackle was such a, was, was such a hot-button issue in the NFL. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I didn't either. I feel, sorry. Oh, oh, I feel sorry for defenders because how are you supposed to tackle these monsters now? Right. You can't hit them, you can't hit them high. If you wrap them up by the waist and drag them down, that's going to be a penalty. I don't, I don't know how you tackle anyone nowadays. Maybe that's just me being old and cranky. No, it's a great point. Don't Sleep uh, supports Bit Season. They support AWOD Radio. Support them today. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWOD Radio because Don't Sleep makes you great. Thanks a lot, Valdez. All right, Adam. Talk to you soon. Yep, talk to you next week. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. It's the Commanders against the Giants this Sunday. I'll give out my keys to victory coming up next.